Three rings for the elven kings under the sky. Seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone. Nine for mortal men doomed to die. One for the dark lord on his dark throne in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. Exploring Middle-Earth is a Lord of the Rings lore podcast where my friends and I talk about Tolkien's works. My name is Zach Norman, and I know surprisingly little about Lord of the Rings. I've read one and a half of the books, The Hobbit and Half of Fellowship, but I'm eager to learn more and darn if I don't love the movies. I'm Grant Mulder, and I've been reading Lord of the Rings books for about six years now. Uh, every single year, I always start up the cycle again and read them all the way through. And, uh, I mean, I guess con compared to these two folks, I'm considered the Tolkien expert here. Yeah, uh, I'm Jay, and I've read them all, but uh, <laughs> I slept through the through all the movies, so I've read them, but I haven't seen them, and yeah. that's me. And you still know more than I do somehow. I still know more than I Zach does about them. anything. Jay and Grant asked me to come along with them on a journey to discover more about the vast works of J.R.R. Tolkien, and that's what we've been doing. Today's topic is the Rings of Power. So to start this out, we're going to talk about uh, the forging of the rings, what the rings are, how many are there, and just the basics of it before we delve into uh, each of the different What's rings. the deal with all these rings of power? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Grant, why don't you take it away? Yeah, uh, so... Is anyone dropping a beat? Is that what was happening? I think I was going to freestyle about the uh, rings of power. Hey, we're we're three 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 three. Okay. We can both do the beat. <laughs> okay, you do beat. The word three elven rings. That's all I know. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> so uh, that was just a quick one liner. That's all you needed. Yes. That's that's from my upcoming album, my uh freestyle. Cool. You could have also just done the three rings the the ring verse. The, the ring verse. You could have just done that. I mean yeah, I guess that that does rhyme. Okay. For the elven kings of the sky, seven for the dwarf lords in the hall of stone. Nine mortal, nine mortal. <laughs> it's so hard reading it, trying to wrap it. Okay, that's it. We're done okay. with that. We're moving um, on. All right, new bit. Rings of power. Okay, what are they? They're rings, of course. Of uh, power. Of power. Wow. So they've got magical qualities. They came. They came about because Sauron was looking to dominate and control, and um just uh what, what do you call it corrupt the elves and the men and the dwarves so he could have all the races of middle earth under his power under his dominion and um so he created these magic rings he kind of gave them as a um he kind of gave the uh the skill and the tilt the, what, Jay? what are you laughing at now? <laughs> i 
Okay. Dominion. <laughs> Dominion. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Dominion. <laughs> it's Dominion. 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 <laughs> Dominion or the Bob for today. <laughs> Yes, it's going nowhere. Um, uh, Sauron had the power to create these rings of power, and uh, he he disguised himself as a um, a benevolent being called Anatar, and he uh, he presented himself to the elves, and he uh, presented himself as a friend, and he just wanted to um, help the elves in their uh, quest to become the best smiths of Middle Earth at the time to surpass the dwarves. And uh, so, at the time, Celebrimbor, he was an elf uh, elf lord in the Second Age of Middle-earth in the uh, Kingdom of Aragion. And uh, he was um, actually the grandson of Feanor. So if you've read the, uh, the Silmarillion at all, Feanor is the elf who created the three Silmarils, which are the greatest jewels of all Middle-earth, and they have the light of the two trees of Valinor in them. So they're very valuable, and all of the fate of Middle-earth rests in them, pretty much. So he's the grandson of perhaps the greatest smith of all the elves, or perhaps of all Middle-earth. So Calabrimbor, uh, he jumped at the opportunity to create these rings of power, and so Anatar watched over as they created the rings of power, and they created many rings of power. There were, I mean, they were pretty numerous. There were many minor rings of power that had small magical uh, powers, but... Um, there were uh, 20 overall, actually 19, that were created um, with the knowledge of Sauron slash Anatar. And uh, 9 were created for mortal men, um, which we'll get into in a sec. And they were, uh, they were perhaps the least magical, but they still had great power. And then 7 were created for dwarves, and they were pretty, pretty similar to the, um, the, the rings of the men. Um, and then three rings were actually created uh, in secret. They were used, um, the elves created these three rings, Celebrimbor himself, and uh, he used the knowledge of Anatar, and, but because they created it in secret without Anatar watching over, um, they were actually kept free from the evil and corruption of Sauron. So that's why in the movies and the books, uh, the three elven rings are the ones that are like the people who hold the rings aren't corrupted or turned into ring wraiths or anything like that and then there was the final ring the one ring which is apart from the 19 so there's 20 actual like main rings in total and the one ring was forged by sauron himself in the fires of mount doom and that was the master ring that controlled all the other ones and uh, could see into the lives of all the other wielders and so those are the rings of power and there are many other minor ones because Gandalf in the books and in the movies as well, he um, at first suspects that uh, Bilbo's ring that he finds in the Misty Mountains is just a minor ring of power. It's just it's got some magic ability, but not a lot. But as he notices, it goes on. I'll get into this later when I talk about the One Ring. But as he goes on, uh, Bilbo still looks young, even though he's approaching his one hundred and eleventh birthday, and uh, so. Uh, that's when Gandalf starts to suspect that this is no uh, ordinary ring of power. This could be perhaps the one ring. So, the yes, there are many minor rings of power, and then there are 20 main rings of power, and we'll get into those 20 rings of power right now. Ooh, or, real, quick, real quick question. Yes. Um, were the, the minor rings also created by 
Celebrimbor and the elves in that kind of age. Yeah, yeah, they, they were all. They just made a bunch of them, yep, just, just cooking them out. Yeah, they're just banging them out one by one. Heck yeah, Ring of Day keeps the. <laughs> the I don't know. Don't away. Know. <laughs> the Ring of Day keeps, keeps the aging away. Dominion away. <laughs> 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 that pesky minion. <clears throat> okay, so I'm gonna talk about the Nine Rings of the Mortal Men. Which is the most of them. Mortal man. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> every time you say the, the, the. Okay, so I'm going to talk. Minion. <laughs> Go watch Minions Rise of Gru today. <laughs> We're not sponsored. We just really like that movie. Okay, I'm going to talk about the nine rings of the men. Um, and just like most of the rings, except for the three rings of the elves, these rings have power over the people who wear it, and it uh, is kind of like an addictive thing to them it's kind of like drugs where once if you get addicted to it then you got to keep using it what kind of drug do you think they would be meth probably meth. Really. you think just straight to meth meth yeah. amphetamine it's that like are there do you think there are gateway rings yeah, the minor that's what the minor rings, rings yeah, were minor that's rings? they had to make those or no one would take the real ones that's true yeah but what i'm what i mean by that is like they sorry to mess up your whole vibe sorry okay what are you sorry for? Sorry, apologize. Sorry, apologize for what I said. Um, the rings they put them on and they have power over them and it stops them from aging. Once they take them off, they are like weary without them, so they put them back on, and that's how they get con- or how Sauron gets control over the men is because they want to have these rings on and need to have them on all the time. Because what the rings do is they uh, they stop them from dying. They still age um, with the rings off. They age and with them on, they I think they age still. But they uh, don't die, so their body gets older and broken down until eventually they turn into ring wraiths. There's the Nazgul, yeah, which are in the movies. You'll see they're the black riders that follow uh, the hobbits when they're trying to get to Mount Doom, which is the entire movie. Yeah, movies. Yeah, the part they're trying to. So um, there's not much known about the Nine Rings for the men uh, because Tolkien didn't think it was very important. Just kidding, they were important, but he didn't really have names for them. But um, So there were nine rings given to the nine kings of men, uh, three of which were Numenorean, and one was uh, an Easternling, which we know who the Easternling was. Um, but other than two of them, the leader and the second in command, we don't know any of the names of the kings that uh, wore the rings. Um, but they gave the wearer the wear powerful ability and uh, gave them to influence people's will. And weren't they invisible with them on? Or is that? Um, I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they yeah. could. They could turn invisible. Yeah. Yeah, they could turn invisible with them on. Um, so it just gave them uh, too much, too much power, and it corrupted them. Yeah. And they uh, after they after they turned into the ring race, they served Sauron, and uh, they just did his will, whatever. But on. Um, but they didn't do his won't. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, they give him very long life, and eventually they feel worn out, and they fade away into a wraith. Um, and once they're in the ring wraith, or in the form of the wraith, Sauron controls them. But it's uh, none of the uh, names of the people, or the kings who have the rings, are named specifically throughout, except for the leader, which is the witch king of Ingnar. Ingmar. Sorry, <laughs> I, I know how to say that, but when I say it, Live, I can't say it. That well, goes for most alive. things. You gotta do it live. <laughs> the Witch King of Angmar, which uh, was the second in command to uh, 
Sauron, but he's the first in command of the ring race in the Nazgul. And then the uh, his second in command is Camul, uh, right? Yeah, Camul. And he is a black Easternling, and um, that's kind of like a Middle Eastern type thing. Like yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and they're the ones that ride the elephants. They ride the elephants, right? Um, those are the Herodrim. Oh, sorry. Easterlings. Cut that. Cut that. (laughs) I'm an idiot. Leave that in. (laughs) Don't listen to that. The Easterlings come from uh across the Sea of Rune. So from it's called the Land of Rune because Rune in Elvish means uh east. Yeah. They're Easterlings. Very creative. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so the Witch King of Angmar, um, he was the leader of the Nazgul. Um, in the movies you see him, in the book he gets killed too, but in the movies, uh, in that battle where they're fighting and there's the big elephants and whatever, and Mary and Eowyn are fighting that, uh, ring wraith, that is the Witch King of Ingmar, and, uh, Mary stabs him in the leg and then yeah. she stabs him in the face. That is him on screen. You're seeing him live. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They actually got him for the movie? <laughs> yeah, they got That's him for awesome. the movie. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for the nine rings there's not a ton about it just that there's nine rings and what they do what is the square root of nine three good job thank you and that's a segue into our math section (laughs) you math blasters out there what's the square root of two you guys got any questions about it about the nine rings the nine rings who are they made for (laughs) the men Dominion. Dominion. <laughs> Dominion. <laughs> That's what I was shooting. <laughs> I guess we know if if I think if Tolkien ever answered the question like well, what superpower would you have if you could have any? I think it would be invisibility. Because <laughs> oh, say Dominion. <laughs> Dominion. <laughs> no, no, because like every ring, it's like oh, it can do all these things. Uh, it stops aging. Like, it also, also it's invisible. invisible. Yeah, you could turn invisible with it. Like, what would yours be? Flying. You pick flight. Or time travel. Who would choose it? Flying time travel. <laughs> <laughs> you can fly, but when you do it, you go back a year per mile. Or forward. Or forward. Uh, my superpower would be able to um, tweak chances. To twerk. <laughs> chances? Like no, odds? Yeah, or odds, yeah. So, like, think about it. If, if like, the the odds of winning the lottery are, like, I'm just throwing a random number out there, one in a million, I could make it so that's... That's so random. So that it's... I know. <laughs> Whoa, that was so random. random number. Then I can make it so that I would win every time. But do you do you change you change the odds just for you? Like, what are the odds that I win? You make that. Yeah, I can change high? it for anyone. Yeah, that's true. I'm just really greedy. That's a that's <laughs> yeah, a very specific You're like creative power. I've never no, heard that. Answer. I saw I saw that. Um, I can't remember. Where I saw it. It might have been like on Reddit or something like that. Um, and I saw that and I was like, that actually makes that's a, a lot of sense. Good one. Yeah. I'd still time travel. What are Mine the odds? Would be Dominion. <laughs> what are the odds that you could fly right now? And I would just change Infinite that. Infinite odds. Oh. That's good. <laughs> I always have flown. What's your sack? What's your superpower you would like to have? I think invisibility, just because then no one mm, would notice original. me and I could just fade away into nothingness. <laughs> oh, you, just... you mean like normal? Oh, yeah, just staying in your room? Jeez, man. Jeez, come on. Think of something clever. <laughs> I don't have any I'm just more. kidding. We like Zach. We like Zach. We love Zach. I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> Okay, now no. it's just Grant and I talking about how he loves that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next thing, we've talked about the nine, now let's talk about the seven. I'm going to lead us through a little discussion of the seven the rings seven. created for the dwarves. Seven Tom Brady rings. I think he has seven. Right? <laughs> bling, bling. That's actually, he was his goal, Tom Brady's career goal, was to get enough rings to give them to dwarves. Not the men? No. 
Not Dominion? <laughs> not, for, not for Dominion. Okay, yeah. So, the Seven Rings of Power. Obviously. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tim Birdy. Birdy. He spelled it. He Googled Tom Brady and typed in T I M B R D A Y. <laughs> Tim Brady. <laughs> Tim Birdie. Tim Birdie. I, I was trying to type it really fast so I could look up how many how many Super Bowl rings he has, and I was typing really fast and I messed it up, Tim and it Birdie. came up with T I M B R D A Y. Tim Birdie. Tim Birdie. Okay, well, Grant's looking that up. Zach, why don't you Let's get us continue. back on Lord of the Rings? Back on track. Um, so the next uh, the next lowest number of rings would be seven, which we're creating. He's got seven. Dormants. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so seven rings were created for the dwarves, the dwarven lords. Now, uh, history of Middle Earth explains the um, seven kingdoms of the dwarves, um, which may have been kind of how they were divided, like given to the head of each of these kingdoms. Possibly. Possibly. And they were the Stonefoots, the Blacklocks, the Stiff Beards, the Iron Fists, the Broad Beams, the Fire Beards, and Durin's Folk. Um, Wait, is this... What is this from? The History of Middle Earth. <clears throat> is that the Tolkien thing, or is that... I yes. think so, I yes. Oh, okay. That is canon. I don't know yeah. if it was like a David Day thing. No. Like, okay. No, David Knight. Oh. <laughs> yes. LOL. So that is canon, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are those were the seven kingdoms You can take that to the grave. You Wait, can take that what? to the Why bank. The, the bank, the bank, not the grave. You could take it to the grave if you want, but the bank Well, you can't really also. take it to the grave because it's like take a it secret. To the, you yeah. could take it to the grocery store, too. Yeah, take oh, it yeah. on a date. Yeah. Get or you could take it back on track, talking more <laughs> about the dwarves. See, the Good Silmarillion one. suggested that the dwarves were immune to a lot of the ring's corruptive effects. They were more resilient, and maybe it's because um, they gave the rings to some of the more powerful dwarves that they were able to do so but it might just be the dwarves being naturally hardy and constitutious is that a word probably uh, you just said on a podcast so now it is a word yeah that is how words are creative <laughs> um but they were able to resist the they were able to resist dominion <laughs> oh no <laughs> still um the dwarves were able to use the rings and uh amass these immense troves of treasure and they all became corrupted by greed. Um, and, of course, big troves of treasure draw dragons to you. Yeah. Um, now, I have a, now, this is a question I have for the Lord of the Rings experts in the room. Because the wiki, which is where I get all my information from, was saying that uh, by the time of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, by that time period, Four of the rings uh, had been consumed by dragon fire. Yes. And Sauron had reacquired the other three. Yes. So my questions are two parts. Firstly, where is that like mentioned? Like where where does it say? Okay, this is what happened. Like in the works of Tolkien. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in the Fellowship of the Ring, the book. Oh. Okay. Um, I think when Frodo is asking about the rings and Gandalf is going into the oh. lore of the rings. I'm pretty sure Gandalf mentions like the nine and then the seven, right, right. and then he mentions that um, the only way to destroy the One Ring is either to bring it, or it might even be at the Council of Rivendell when they're talking about destroying the One Ring, and the only way to destroy the One Ring is to either bring it to Mount Doom and put it in the fires which it was created, or Dragon Fire which is hot enough and magical right. enough to destroy it, and that's why those magic, the seven, uh, the well, it was like four of them, 
that were destroyed. That's why they're able to be destroyed by Dragonfire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other question... Okay, so it was actually three parts. The other question is, um, other than Smaug, which most people know, uh, were there any other... Like, what were the other dragons? Oh, there were plenty of dragons. A lot of dragons? Yeah, there were a lot of dragons. I think that's definitely a good podcast... Uh, episode tune for in a day. future week and we'll talk about the dragons in middle earth yeah but there were there were plenty of other dragons i mean the dwarves even had a whole war against dragons in the third age oh, really? prior to the hobbit Ooh. so that was a um so there were a lot of there dragons, were a lot of actually, dragons. Yeah, yeah. even in the third age yeah um and then uh is there mention of how sauron went about reacquiring the other rings um i think for the most part, he just hunted them down because the last, I think the last ring to be taken uh, back into uh, Sauron's possession was the uh, the ring of Durin's folk, the Longbeards, and that was um, uh, Thorin Oakenshield's uh, father last had it, Thrain the oh, second, yeah. and um, and that was like, if you've watched the Hobbit movies mm-hmm. or if you've read the books, uh, I think he mentions that um, he meets, Gandalf meets Thrain in the um, dungeons of Dol Guldur. Yep. Uh, in the in southern Mirkwood, and he he mentioned something like that he had a ring, but he gave him like a key and a map to Erebor, um, and so that's how he found out that Sauron got the last ring, right? The, the ring of Thrain. I yeah. believe he was Thrain was kept there and was tortured by the necromancer, who was of yeah. course Sauron. Yeah. Um, and then shortly before the outbreak of the War of the Ring, Sauron actually came to the Lonely Mountain and approached uh, Dane. Uh, to Ironfoot, you know. Yeah. Um, who who we see in the Battle of the Five Armies movie? Yep. He shows up to help. Um, He's the guy with the Scottish accent. Yeah. He played by Billy Connolly. Yeah. Great actor. Why do you think they have uh, a lot of the dwarves have Scottish accents in that movie or Irish accents? I'm not sure. Just English accents. <clears throat> I'm not really sure because the actual dwarves in Tolkien's mythology are based off of like Norse mythology dwarves that's interesting and so i guess they should sound more like vikings yeah or i'm not other. sure how because <laughs> i don't really when know. i think of a dwarf i think of a thick scottish accent no i don't know I don't at what know point in history from. those two ideas merged yeah that's know. like a trope now it's like yeah. a dwarf always oh, gotta have a scottish accent mm-hmm. yeah no clue um but dane um knowing the long history of the dwarves Oh, I, I didn't actually say why he came <laughs> to visit. Oh. Sauron offered um, to return the three rings that he had he had gotten a hold of from the dwarves if the dwarves would help find the one ring. But Dane refused because he knew of the long history of the dwarves and the strife that the rings wrought upon them. Yeah. Um, so there's your little fun fact about that. Ooh, first one of this episode. First fun fact of the episode. <laughs> Um, but that's all I have for the Dwarven Rings. You know, there's not as much. And if I do uh, any larger topic, it'll go horribly like last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did fine, Zach. Yeah. Proud Zach, we love you. We're proud of you, Zach. I'm leaving. I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh, I like how um, what differentiates the seven from like the nine and the one and the three. I guess I could just said all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that... Um, it makes the or it fits into the dwarves' personalities and makes them greedy, like because uh, that's just like a I guess that's another trope about dwarves is that they're that's true, 
greedy little boys. Miserly fellows. Yeah, they're greedy. And I wonder if that's where it originated from, is that... The the greedy trope for dwarves? Yeah. I don't know where it... Where is that trope other than Lord of the Rings? Um, Everywhere is that. Everywhere! Have you not seen it? Everywhere. I, I mean, I've seen it in Lord of the Rings. Like I know, I know that dwarf lords and the dwarf lords and the Lord of the Rings are greedy. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I know that too. Oh, yes, either, eh? <laughs> I know that too. <laughs> I mean, I can oh. na- I can name a few instances, but I feel like that would fit better with the uh, uh, classic literature. Oh yeah, and, uh, like mythology. That's yeah, true because yeah. it's found in mythology. As would perhaps, dwarves. I don't remember. The timeline of well, I guess Snow White's like an old fairy tale, right? Snow White was was before Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I was just trying to remember. No, because I heard this story. I don't know. Why I said no. You finish no. your thought. I'll stop interrupting you. My only <laughs> thought was there's seven dwarves. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. Maybe that was an inspiration for oh, that number. I heard this story. Um, on a different Lord of the Rings podcast. Um, a you listen to the competition. Jay. The Jay. competition. That, E2 um, J. <laughs> E2 J. Um, <laughs> that uh, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis saw the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs movie, and Tolkien said he never wants Disney to get the rights to make a movie of Lord of the Rings because he didn't like the way they portrayed the dwarves <laughs> in that movie, and that's why Disney doesn't have the rights to, or wasn't able to get the rights to Lord yeah, of the Rings. He saw that movie and he was like, I like the I, I like the movie, but the dwarves they weren't greedy enough. They needed yeah. to be looked at as greedy. Yeah, you sound just like him. That's that's how what he sounded like. That's how some what he people think like. he was British, but yeah. no, no, he just sounded like this. He was yeah. I want to be greedy. Yeah, so that's I'm the nine. <laughs> yeah, the nine and the seven. He says so his the, last name. I am Tolkien. <laughs> that's how he introduces himself. The J and R R are not part of my identity. But we can go into an ad break now if you would like to. Would you like? Say. Would you like to, Grant? I think so. I think what an ad break would be very fitting. Yeah, we've all decided to go into an ad break now, so we'll see you guys after the ad. Are you tired of your significant other getting all of the jewelry and rings? Well, now it's time for the man ring. Man ring. Introducing 20 new varieties of rings for men. Rings for men! Including 9 basic rings for men. For men! 7 rings for shorter men. Shorter men! 3 rings for taller and well feminine men. Taller and well feminine men! And 1 for those especially dark and brooding men. Especially dark and brooding men! Go to www.onering.com slash for men. Slash for men! Rings for Men! This is a fictional ad. Exploring Middle Earth is in no way affiliated with Rings for Men, let alone any other ring company. The website listed is not a real website. That's why Grant said only two W's instead of three. He thought this would be a clever way to prevent any legal trouble. Side effects may include backflips, inability to peel oranges, a toe, and ligma. Hey everyone, just want to let you know that we created an Instagram. You can follow us there to get updates and behind the scene pictures and interact with us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth. If you don't want to look that up on Instagram, the link to the account will be in the show notes. So we thank you for your follow, and we thank you for supporting the podcast. Back from the ad? Back from the ad. Wow, that was a good ad break. Ad from the back. Did you guys <laughs> get everything you wanted to out of that break? I did. That was uh, really informative. Yes, yeah. I got a nice nap out while you were doing the break. You the were napping? I was napping during that. Oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my boy's wicked smart. <laughs> okay. So, uh, last but not least, and also it's not technically the last, but... <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> the, the three rings were given to the Elven Lords, and they were made by Celebrimbor himself. This is actually where three-ring binders come from. Yes, actually. They use the Elven rings in every binder. Mm. <laughs> That's so cool. Good joke. <laughs> good joke. Good joke. <laughs> Cue the applause. Oh, I was thinking we could edit that in. This but... is like poetry readings. Oh. <laughs> okay. Go on. So the three rings were given to the Elf Lords. Uh, Celebrimbor, after... Um, realizing that Sauron was um, was uh, I guess traitorous and actually, or he thought it was Anatar, right? They they all thought he was Anatar, and they once Sauron or Anatar technically put on the One Ring, he pretty much betrayed all the elves and all the people who had the rings, and everyone who wore the rings could tell that Sauron was in control of them. And so um, Celebrimbor gave the three rings away so that they could be hidden in elven strongholds because the elves had the most power still at that time in Middle Earth. And so he gave one to the. Uh, he gave Excuse one. Excuse me, I'm talking. <laughs> See, why'd you cough? I'm Sorry. talking it. <laughs> so he gave one to uh, the High King of the Noldor, uh, pretty much of all the elves, well, not all the elves, um, of Western Middle Earth, um, Iranian Gilgalad. And. Um, he gave one to Galadriel in Lothlorien, and he gave one, uh, well actually technically he gave two to Gilgalad, the king, um, but Gilgalad gave the other one to his lieutenant, Círdan, the mariner, um, and he was kind of like the lord of the Grey Havens, Mithlond, um, which is where all the elves uh, set sail to go back west. Um, so Círdan was kind of in charge of all the ships that were going back west. When Gilgalad gave the ring to Círdan... He said, here you go. Oh, no. And Kyrdan said, thank you. And he said, go glad to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so, yeah, they were, like I said earlier, they were, uh, Celebrimbor forged them without, he forged them using the knowledge given to them by Anatar or Sauron, but he forged them without Sauron's knowing. So they were not corrupted by the evil of Sauron, and they didn't have Sauron's power in them. So he wasn't able to actually control the people wearing the uh, rings, and he didn't have any um, uh, dominion over them. Dominion, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's why the elves were able to keep them hidden. And the, uh, the wearers um, of the elven rings could actually make the rings invisible on their finger oh. so no one could tell who actually had There's the that rings. invisibility. Again. Yeah. Would the, if they took it off, would it still be invisible? Um, I have, <laughs> this I is actually no how they Because I was going to say, ring. that'd be so easy to lose them if you take it <laughs> oh, off and you're like, I forgot to turn <laughs> it back <laughs> on. Gosh. <laughs> um, but they were still under, I guess, the power of the one ring because... The Dominion. <laughs> yeah, because Sauron uh, poured his will into creating all these rings or helping create all these rings. So technically, by using the knowledge that Sauron had given them, Celebrimbor did put a little of Sauron's will into uh, the rings. So that means when the One Ring was destroyed, that means the Elven Rings would start to fail and not work anymore because they were created using the same process. And... Uh, they, um, like I said, they could not be controlled by Sauron, and they granted the wearers enhanced magical abilities, uh, preservation, and healing. 
So I'll get into which ones did which specifically. But, um, and they were used to pretty much preserve the, the great elven lands of Middle-earth, Lothlorien, Linden, and Rivendell. And uh, so Gilgalad, the High King, had Vilya, which was the Ring of Sapphire, or it was called the Ring of Air. Um, and that was actually, I have to correct what I said last week, I called it Varya, it's actually Vilya. Um, because the other ring was called Narya. And you I think, idiot. Vilya, get it right? <laughs> yes. I thought you were an expert. Mm, nope. <laughs> I'm actually just a silly little boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're our silly little boy. So uh, Gilgalad had Vilya, the uh, ring of air, and uh, that was used to um, uh, protect. Or, no, yeah, that was the one used for protection. So that was uh, used to fortify um, different... Um, uh, kingdoms and stuff like that. So Linden and the Grey Havens were heavily fortified, not by like actual walls or anything like that, but just kind of like a magical barrier almost. It doesn't uh, specifically say magical barrier, but it was just kind of like the magic of the ring kind of kept evil out of the land is pretty much what it was. And um, Gilgalad actually gave that ring before he went off to the War of the Last Alliance to his second-in-command, like, uh, I guess militaristically Elrond and so he gave the ring to Elrond and Elrond kept the ring until the one ring was destroyed so Elrond was the bearer of Vilya the ring of air and so he actually used that to protect Rivendell in the the valley of Imladris from evil and so that's why the uh, valley of Rivendell was called the last homely house um, because it was everything was peachy keen there because no evil came nice vacation home yeah nice vacation home that's why Bilbo went there yeah, um, and Galadriel had Nenya, <laughs> Nenya business, <laughs> and that one was known as the Ring of Adamant, uh, or the Ring of Water, and that had the power to preserve and to heal, and so um, basically she used it to um, make Lothlorien like a place of healing. Uh, rejuvenation and um, it also preserved the land so that it was much more like the the ancient elven lands of Valinor or Amon um, so it was pretty much like because she actually was one of the like first family like she was from the first family of elves pretty much she's um, a day one yeah she's a <laughs> day one till from the bottom. day none yeah uh, uh, start from the bottom she was a ground level investor yeah it pays yeah. to invest Right. Yeah. Pays so dividends. what does it what does it mean? Adamant. The ring of adamant. What adamant, does that mean? That's just like I think. I'm pretty sure that's like a. It's like a gemstone. Gem. Yeah. Oh, so it's not like being adamant. I mean, that's like, where the word comes from. I'm pretty sure. But does like it like tough, make her like more adamant, gem. or is that not part of it? I guess it could. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a magic. I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a magic ring. I guess it could. Could do anything. But uh, so this one, this one, like I was saying, it, it was used to preserve the land, and it prevented, um, or actually delayed change and decay. So uh, whereas the outside world was subject to the fast changing seasons spring, summer, fall, winter, um, Lothlorien was actually, uh, the seasons changed much slower, and it was more, um, uh, like the trees didn't really die, and all the flower, flowers were pretty much blooming at all times of the year, so it was pretty much just made to, uh, keep Lothlorien like a sanctuary, pretty much, um, and so she had that one, Nenya, 
which I just I keep want to saying none your business because <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> uh, here's a fun fact. Number Frodo, two. yeah, Frodo. When uh, when the Fellowship of the Ring goes to Lothlorien after the Mines of Moria, um, Frodo can actually see the uh, Nenya on Galadriel's uh, finger um, because he is a ring bearer himself. He actually has the One Ring, right? Uh, and yeah. so he can actually see Nenya, and um, so that's how it's revealed that Galadriel has had it this whole time. When he saw it, did he ask her about it? And did he go, "What's that"? And Galadriel went, Nenya? He went, what? I was going to make that joke. <laughs> I was too. I was waiting for <laughs> And then she said, Nenya, Nenya business. business. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure Frodo did ask about it, but and Nenya. the answer was pretty much Nenya business. <laughs> um, but Sam was with her because that was when they're looking into the mirror of Galadriel to show uh, what could be... Um, what is or what will happen or, or what something like that. Past. Or what has happened in the past, yeah. Um, and so Sam is with them, actually, and this is, like, uh, at night under the starlight. And uh, Sam can't see the ring, and when Frodo points out that he sees the ring, uh, all Sam says is that he saw a, um, a star between her fingers. So I guess it was, like, somewhat visible, but... <laughs> But it just showed up as like a like it was it's, just in the star because she held up her hand. It's like in the movie The Polar Express when the main character, whose name is Hero Boy, can't hear the bells on Santa's sleigh. Is that his name? He doesn't have a name, so he's just Hero Boy. What? I did not know that. <laughs> he's also played by Tom Hanks, as is just about every other character oh, in yeah, that movie. That's true. No, but he couldn't hear Santa's sleigh bells. Because he didn't believe in Santa. And he didn't have a name. And he didn't have a name. <laughs> Gotta have a name. His parents just called him Hero Boy. <laughs> like, hero Boy, hey, Hero Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually have a like a joke. That was okay. okay. We just call him Boy, but we call him Hero Boy when we're upset with him. <laughs> hero Boy! <laughs> Get over here. That's the name of his show. Hero Boy! <laughs> yeah, that went way downhill. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that joke really flopped. Yeah. Uh, and then the last uh, Elven Ring was Narya, um, and that was we talked about that a little bit last yeah, time did. because that's when you made the Narya business. Yeah, joke. Narya business. <laughs> and it didn't really work as well as Nenya. But um, so Narya was called the uh, Red Ring or the Ring of Fire. Technically, it was a ruby, but I for some reason, <laughs> yeah, cool Ring of Fire. But for some reason, it was just called the Red Ring and not the Ring of Ruby. I don't know why, but. Weird. He probably was, like knew somebody named Ruby and didn't like. He's her. like, mm, oh, I'm not gonna name it that. Name it no, Ruby. but he didn't know anyone named Sapphire Adamant, so those were okay. He did have a friend named Adam, but he was cool with Adam, so it was like, all right, yeah, I'll put him in the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a true fact. I don't know. It's not, it's not true. Don't make that true fact. Do not listen to. This. Do not take that one to the bank <laughs> or the grave <laughs> or the grave. Uh, you know, leave it at home. But you could tell it to your friends as a joke. <laughs> They'll believe you. I winked, very funny. I winked at the mic. <laughs> the mic winks back. <laughs> so, uh, so Narya was given to uh, Círdan, the uh, the Mariner, the Lord of the Grey Havens, and uh, Círdan, when Gandalf arrived on Middle Earth, like we talked in the last episode, uh, Círdan perceived that Gandalf was the greatest of the Astari of the Wizards, and so he gave him the Ring of Fire to um, uh, help him on his quest to defeat Sauron, and the Ring of Fire was um, able to preserve life, actually, and so Gandalf was able to age more slowly than all the rest of the wizards, 
um, even though they all still looked old, but he was actually able to age more slowly. They look old because didn't they when they came into physical form they were already old looked old yeah and they wanted to appear wise yeah, yeah so yeah. once you get old you just can't get any more you can learn older. more about the Astari in our week from our week from last episode <laughs> last which was about episode. Last all week. about the wizards yeah yeah yes. yeah yeah last no two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago last episode our last episode so yeah. yeah okay I'm at the top of my game right now <laughs> yeah uh, and so the ring of fire had the um, besides uh, preserving life uh, somewhat and it didn't preserve life in the sense of it kind of like stretched them thin like the ring wraiths and it made them into wraiths. It, ju- it was just more like it kept them alive a little bit longer and it gave them more energy. And it was also used to inspire and invigorate spirits um, to fight against tyranny and to fight against evil. And so that's why Círdan gave it to Gandalf so he could use it in his quest to defeat Sauron uh, to kind of unite the people. And guess what? It, it works! <laughs> Spoiler alert. Jeez. Oh, no. my bad. Sorry. <laughs> So those were the... Uh, read the books to find out what if it worked or not. <laughs> the guy who just said that has not read the books to find out if it worked or not. Why would you expose he me like that? spoiled it for himself. Oh, yikes. <laughs> so those are the three elven rings, and that is uh, who all had them, and... Yes, Zach? Zach just put his finger up, just so you know. <laughs> there was, I read this online, and I actually like looked up in the book, and I verified it. There was, They were going to make a fourth ring. It was called Smellia. <laughs> Smell your business. They were going to give it to Radagast <laughs> no, the brown. S- smell you later. Yeah. <laughs> smell your business. <laughs> smell your business. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't true. That was a joke. Another one of those. Another one. You're out of here. Well, uh, Saruman made his own ring, right? That one was called Ligma. <laughs> <laughs> Ligma what? I don't want to say it. <laughs> I'll bleep it out. <laughs> you say I'll bleep okay, it out. Okay, ready? Yeah. Ligma b- <laughs> we all knew it. Like you can't say that. I was gonna make Dude. that joke when you're talking about the dragons. Oh, no. Dragging my b- across your face. <laughs> you have to censor all of the b- jokes. Yeah. But only those. Or I'll, He's I'll, gonna have to censor when you said the b- jokes. Cut that. Oh, to censor that. The, the beep jokes. No, we'll we'll put. Ba- we'll I'll record myself saying basket b- and put it over the. <laughs> Lig my basket. B- <laughs> That's good. LMAO. Alright. Uh, so those are the um those are the three elven rings of power. Sorry, I was so in let's my chair. count how many? That's nine. So nine Wait, plus seven. Plus seven. Two. No. No. Three. Okay. no. So nine plus seven. What is that class? Sixteen. Sixteen. Oh. Sixteen. Plus three. Nineteen. There's plus one, one more. Ooh. Ooh. So class. I guess there's two teachers. Are we, or all the teachers. How many people... Am I only the only student? Yeah. Oh. So, Jay, <laughs> how many rings does that mean there are in total? 20. 21. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I missed that. I could have said... <laughs> Dude, your comedy is not Sorry. on top Counting Zach's smell your ring, that makes 21. That's right. <laughs> smell um, you later. Also, according to Gandalf, here's another little fun fact. <laughs> He finally got it. Yeah. Good job, good job. Rudy, uh, Rudy. <laughs> Rudy was actually in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fun Sam, fact for you. Samwise, Samwise, quote, unquote, Rudy Gamgee. You quoted nothing. You, you quote, unquote. quote. You gotta say something. No. Samwise, quote, Rudy, unquote, Gamgee, slash Gardner, 
Is that your... What is that voice? That's my newscaster voice. <laughs> okay. sound like... Uh, I'm doing a news broadcast right the now. The guy from the... Sim- the newscaster from The Simpsons. I've never seen The Simpsons in my lifetime. Mm. The okay. Simpsons. The Simpsons. I'm breaking off so we don't have to copyright. So... I was trying to say a fun fact before that. Okay, ready? So, according to Gandalf, the rings of power, um, specifically the um, the one ring and the three elven rings, could look after themselves, meaning that they. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagined them like living in an apartment by themselves (laughs) and going grocery shopping. Sauron's like a worried parent. He's like. They can look after themselves. <laughs> they're, yeah, filed, they got they're filed as independent on the tax return. <laughs> yeah, they're full. They're full time jobs. <laughs> so I heard Nenya moved to Seattle. <laughs> Real independent. What does Nenya do over there? Nenya business. Nenya business. <laughs> that does not get old. <laughs> So, so what's the fun fact? They could look after themselves, meaning mm-hmm. that any wearer of the ring could not abandon the ring, but the ring could choose to abandon the uh That's harsh. Person. What if the ring's just yeah. like, okay, I'm out of here. I lost my ring. Oh, man, it broke up with yeah. me. This well, that's what, the, the that's what the one ring did to Gollum. Uh, yeah. That's why Bilbo found it. And then um, Bilbo, like, if you think about it, Bilbo, like, gave up the One Ring to Frodo, and he left it for Frodo, but it was actually the One Ring giving Bilbo up. It just seems that Bilbo was the one doing it, but uh, it was actually time. the One Ring kind of chose the time to be yeah. given up. Um, and so basically all the rings, if they do choose to abandon their masters, they do it so that they can get closer to Sauron. Even so, the Three Rings of the Elves? Um, not the Three Rings. Oh, okay. But they could still choose to abandon their master. I don't know why they would. Just go out on their own. But, but they never did, so I don't know. But they could. If they, they wanted could, to. They don't forget have. it. Don't forget it. They weren't controlled by Sauron's helicopter parenting. Like the other <laughs> ones were. They were independent. Yeah. Yeah. They could look at it for themselves. So, the final ring here... One ring to is, rule them all. Thank you, Zach. One ring to this rule my mother. Mother. Oh, no. Bleep that, I'm dude! I'm bleeping it. Bleep I'm bleeping that. it. <laughs> We gotta keep this PG. This is the most well-known ring, the One Ring. It's the One Man. It's the One, also known as the Ruling Ring. Uh, Isildur, Isildur's <laughs> Bane. Isildur. I yeah. know that. I know that. Thank you. Jay, you're, talk. you're the new Tolkien expert here. Good yes. job. Why don't you tell us more about the One Ring? Take your promotion, man. You, Thank you, you earned it. Uh, the One Ring is <laughs> just the one that Sauron made by himself. He was All like, you know, I'm not a big fan of what's going on with these other 19. I'm going to make this one. Because he also was a big fan of even numbers. So that's he, true. He wanted the 20th one. Yeah. He's actually, he was a bit OC. Do you actually want he's me? Why, I can't go very well, far he's why they didn't. <laughs> he's why they didn't make the fourth Elven Ring smell yet. Because it would have been an odd number. And then he would have had to make another one and it would have just been weird. It would, it, this could go on forever. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was also known as uh, Ashnazg. Which is the black speech or orc speech for schnoz. for one ring? <laughs> Thanks, Jay. A it's also known as a schnoz. Isn't it telling mobster? I'm a schnoz. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. So, like Jay was saying, the one ring was forged by Sauron himself in it's the secret. It's <laughs> now this this might seem like a weird America. name. This might seem like a weird name, but it was forged in the cracks of doom. 
Yeah, the cracks of doom. In Mount Doom, or it was, as it was known back then, Orodruin, which is the Red Mountain. And uh, I got something fortune in the cracks of doom right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the, oh, no. The elvish name for uh, the cracks of doom was Samoth Nower. Samoth Nower? Um, Not later? <laughs> <laughs> Samoth Nower later. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it was forged and that's where it could only be destroyed or by dragon fire because that was a powerful hot magic hospital fire yeah, hot air hot air that's every time Jay talks hot air oh, out of the cracks of doom <laughs> 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 uh, so he um, he put most of his like will and his power and his evil into the one ring in the forging of it so that means the One Ring, he was most powerful when he was wearing the One Ring, because that's when pretty much he was a whole being, I guess. Did he, like, lose part of himself when he made the ring? Like, he was like, here's this chunk of me, I'm going to put it in this little... I mean, guy. not like a physical chunk, but yeah. Well, like, yeah, but yeah. like, an essence of his power. Yeah. A spiritual chunk. Yeah. <laughs> a spiritual chunk. Chunk yeah. is spiritual. Yeah, so uh, he, put, he put a lot of his power into the making of the One Ring, so when he was wielding the One Ring, he was very powerful. Mm -hmm. And he actually um, built uh, his Dark Tower Baradur with the One Ring, and he built the Black Gate of Mordor with the One Ring. And so that's why if you watch at the end of movies, or it says at the end of the book, um, the Dark Tower comes crumbling down and the Black Gate falls down, that's because the One Ring is destroyed. And that's the end of the uh, the foundations for those things. Yeah, it, it's literally the foundation. Right. Yeah. Yep. They broke um, ground with the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the... Uh, so, after the War of the Last Alliance, at the very end of the Second Age, um, the Dark Tower was actually destroyed, but not completely. The, the foundation, the base of the tower, was still left there. And it wasn't... They weren't able to destroy it completely because the One Ring was still intact. And that's why they couldn't destroy it, and that's why Sauron was able to recreate the Dark Tower again in the Third Age when he rose back to power. Um, even though he didn't have the One Ring, but because the One Ring was still intact, he was still able to build it from the ground up again. And uh, so with the One Ring, he could, um, he could become invisible, although he didn't really need to be invisible, because being a Maiar, a spirit, he could choose to be invisible if he wanted to. He was a spirit, you know. Uh, but for the most part, he stayed in his physical form, and uh, this is a uh, this. There's a lot of theories on this, but it wasn't actually known if Sauron, during the War of the Ring, during the uh, the Lord of the Rings books, if he was actually, uh, if he actually had a physical form, at all during that time, uh, it was thought that he was either the Eye or he was a physical person or he was just a spirit, and <laughs> so it wasn't actually known. So. Um, is that something like where Tolkien said he didn't know, or Tolkien just doesn't mention it, so like fans theorize? Yeah, about I don't. It? I don't think he really mentioned it at all. Yeah, because there's some things Tolkien is like, I'm not sure yeah. about this, and he, it's like leaves it. It makes it feel like a real mythology. Yeah, I don't know if it was one of those things or just. Like, I think it. I think it might be one of those things. Yeah, but um, so he put a lot of his power into it, like I was saying, and it was um. A lot of people, like the people who actually came in contact with it, like Isildur, um, uh, Smeagol or Gollum, uh, Bilbo, Frodo, and eventually Sam, um, they couldn't actually damage it. Not that it could be damaged, it was actually invincible, unless put into the fire of Mount Doom. It was stainless steel. Yeah, it was stainless steel, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it was, it was invincible and no one could damage it, 
and actually the people who had it would not want to either because that's how much power the ring had over them <laughs> they would not want to damage it no matter how much it hurt them like physically they would not want to damage it because it was, it was precious the one ring is like the master at gaslighting it's like, yeah, I might be corrupting you, but you don't want to hurt me. I was just gonna I don't say, want to hurt you. I was just gonna say the one ring I don't is like that victim. bad boyfriend who is just like. <laughs> yeah, the one ring is an abusive boyfriend. Yeah, but you said it better with gaslighting. Yeah, and I applaud you. Thank you. Just kidding. I don't really what? mentally. I think about this it. This is no longer a Zach love podcast. It's a Zach hate podcast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, sorry. Um, that's right. That's right. Uh, the tables so, have turned. <laughs> uh, some more powers of the the One Ring. Uh, he could uh, rear armies with it, uh, armies of orcs, and he could use it to uh, control armies of Easterlings and the Herodrim and the uh, the Variags of Khan. So basically, different armies of men, and he could control all of them and make them evil, and make them do his will. And uh, he could also, uh, like I said, invincible. It prolonged wearers' lives. Um, and it just had immense magical power. Um, I think your physical form was much more powerful too because it extended your life as well. Um, but for most races, like the hobbits or men, they couldn't really... You have to have like a really strong will, a strong spirit in order to actually wield it to its full potential. So people like Elrond, um, Galadriel, uh, Gandalf, Saruman, those people could actually probably wield the uh, One Ring to its full extent. Um, but people like Bilbo or Frodo, Sam, they would not be able to because they have, not that they're weak-willed, but that they just don't have as strong of a magical, I guess, presence on Middle-earth because obviously the wizards are very magical and elves themselves are very magical as well. Um, so that's why the hobbits were only able really to be invisible and look inside the wraith world. Which, when you go invisible, you can see in the Wraith world. And that's why Frodo on the uh, on Weathertop, that hill, when they're fighting the Black Riders for the first time, he's able to see them uh, for what they are, the Ring Wraiths. Right. And so, so that's, yeah, so those are pretty much some of the, the basic powers of the One Ring itself. And uh, it's pretty powerful. Pretty big ring. Yeah, it's a big ring. Big deal. So, uh, it was forged by Sauron. It was cut off his finger by Isildur during the War of the Last Alliance and Isildur was killed wearing it, or actually it slipped off his finger while he was trying to swim away from these orcs that were coming after him he was trying to escape. I have a question about that. Yeah, no. How long, how big of a time span was it between him cutting the ring off of, or cutting the finger off and putting the ring on to him being attacked and losing the ring? Well, he cut the ring off Sauron's finger Tuesday, oh. and it was the following Friday that I he would, lost He started it. talking, and I was like, how does Zach know this? <laughs> this is surprising. <laughs> I thought he was going to say something, too, but it was actually three years. Three years, yeah. okay. So, no, um, three days. Oh, my bad. Like, like, yeah, so he had, he had, he cut off the ring, and then uh, three years went by, and during that time, he was pretty much busy uh, getting the kingdom of Gondor and Arnor back in order, um, and then he started his march back to his own kingdom of Arnor in the north. And uh, so then he was ambushed by orcs. And actually, it was those orcs did not know that the war had ended. And they were on their way down to uh, help supply Sauron's armies. And uh, because the One Ring was still intact, so they were still technically under its dominion. And uh, so they attacked Isildur and his army. And uh, they were pretty much wiped out because it was an ambush. And Isildur tried escaping by wearing the ring and becoming invisible. And then 
but the ring slipped off of him because it chose to abandon him. Um, and it stayed in the river for, I, I don't know, I think it was pretty much like over like 3,000 years or something I think like if that. you look at the timeline of from the ring's creation to destruction, who had it the most? It was, it was the yeah, river. The river. That, the that, was, that was the true Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I just yeah. thought of this. So the ring... What's up, man? So, <laughs> so the, the ring wants to get back to Sauron. Right? Yeah. Um, wouldn't it have been smarter for it to just stay with the man because it'd be Isildur with a man because it's easier for or the men are more easily corrupted than uh, than hobbits or other races and the bottom of the river is probably the worst place it could go <laughs> so why if it could control itself and get itself back why wouldn't it just go with the orcs like why wouldn't it I don't know, man. Don't you should know. ask Tolkien. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, um, there's probably not a like, good answer to that, but I just feel like the bottom of the lake, or river, is just like a dumb place for like the one ring to be like, I'm yeah. going to go here. Yeah, Tolkien, that was a really dumb choice. I just went to for make a dip and realized it couldn't swim. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know crap. why it stayed at the bottom of the river, but I think the reason it chooses certain people is because that person has the most potential to get it back to Sauron some way, somehow, whether they mean to or not. Um, so... That's, That's just kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like it knows this one person is not gonna take it all the way, but it can get closer. It can get closer. So it uses it until it. Yeah. So um, eventually, uh, Deagle, the Hobbit of, <laughs> which is short for <laughs> Desert Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> you know he had that thing on. Yeah. <laughs> Stay strapped. <laughs> He didn't have the Desert Eagle on him though when Smeagol strangled him. That was his dome. Smeagol is short for. I don't know. Smezzard eagle. Smezzard eagle. <laughs> Do you think the ring was just like sitting down there twiddling its thumbs for thousands of years, <laughs> like, just waiting? Somebody's gonna come by plan. soon. <laughs> Three thousand years from now, someone will fight. It probably has huge thumbs by the end of the thousand years because it's just twiddling yeah. its thumbs. Trust me, it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Deagle ends up finding it when they're fishing on the river, and uh, he and his cousin um, are fishing, and Smeagol. Uh, thinks it's beautiful, and obviously the power and the evil of the One Ring kind of consumes him, and that's why Smeagol strangles his cousin Deagle. Smeagol Deagle. Wow. Thank you. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Thank you. Uh, and so he strangles him, and he takes the One Ring as his own, and the power of the One Ring makes it so that he thinks, oh, it was his all along. It was his birthday present, because it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. The Ring gaslit How him convenient. into believing that he well, deserved it. A lot of gaslighting going on yeah. in yeah. Lord of the Rings. Kind of toxic, Tolkien. Not really, yeah. not really cool. Canceled. No, nope, <laughs> we're not canceling Tolkien. Official. We stamp. can't cancel Tolkien. He's dead. There is uh, controversy around what the orcs represent and how. That's true. Yeah, Maybe we could talk about that in our political episode. Yes. Yes. So eventually, Gollum or Smeagol became Gollum because that was the noise his throat made when he would swallow. So wait, so if humans got it, it'd be... Wait, is that... <laughs> <They> call them <laughs> gulp. A gulp? Wait, is... Oh, no, I don't want to listen to that when I'm editing. Do hold it. on, hold on. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be gulp. If it was human, <laughs> gulp. gulp. Is that, like, did Tolkien say that? That's what Gollum came yeah. from? Wow, yeah. I didn't actually know it'd, that. It'd be like, <laughs> it was originally Tim, but now it's gulp. <laughs> gulp. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get your name from? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds gross. I don't know why I made that noise. I could have done what Zach did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> this is getting weird. Uh, so, 
uh, eventually, uh, Gollum took it into the Misty Mountains because he wanted to hide it. It was his precious, and he didn't want anyone else to have it. And uh, and it kind of had its uh, power over him, and he became very, very old because he had it on him so long, and the power kind of consumed him. And eventually, the One Ring decided it was not going to get back to Sauron just sitting in the bottom of the Misty Mountains. So that's why it chose to abandon Gollum at that moment when Bilbo and the company of dwarves went down into the Misty Mountains captured by the goblins. Goblin D's n***s. <laughs> 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 You're going to have to censor that. Yeah, I'll just censor that too. That <laughs> came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> just to make sure you're paying attention. Yeah, just to make sure you're paying attention. You, got, you know, you got to be on top of your comedy game sometimes. It's true. Um, you got to stay sharp. Yeah. And so... Uh, so the goblins took him down, and that's why uh, Bilbo found the One Ring just by his happenstance, a correct yeah. term. Okay, yeah. I was by thinking chance, about, you could just say chance or chance. Happenstance has more syllables. You know, so I've happenstance is longer, and it takes up more time for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay, knowing that the rings like have their own will and stuff is like changing my perspective of it because I'm seeing like when Bilbo does the riddle like what's in my pocket the ring's like shut up no <laughs> don't say anything dude dude, dude, dude you're giving it away <laughs> dude shut up don't say a thing Gollum, Gollum guesses it's the ring and the one you can hear the one ring just sigh go oh, no dude <laughs> no not <laughs> okay <laughs> so dude get out of here go so there's so much more material now that the ring has a personality yeah Dang, they should have added story. that into the movie. <laughs> the ring just has lines. Shut up, man. We should like go. Who in would voice and the One Ring? Whereas <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who would voice the One Ring? It's the it's the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hilarious. That'd be so funny. We should go in and record Zoe a Deschanel bunch of should scenes. Voice <laughs> the ring. What? Why? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be that really would be funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, we should go in and record a bunch of scenes where the ring is there, but like do the voice of the ring, <laughs> just like what's do he shot, saying? Do don't, don't, don't tell him. Don't, don't. Oh, you guys playing a riddle game? Can I, can I join? <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> I have a riddle for you. You throw it in the fire. Jeez, man. Ah, dude, ah, ah, that makes my acne show, dude. Or when, dude. Oh. When, when Gandalf bends over to pick it up and he doesn't, he's like, don't touch me. <laughs> You're not going to want to do that, man. <laughs> don't do it. Or like when uh, Sauron loses the ring and it like shrinks to the size of Isildur. Um, it, he's like, oh, crap. Yeah. There, there's a whole lot of stuff. A lot of material. Do, do a whole Rich. podcast about what the ring says. <laughs> what does the ring say? That will be a bonus episode on our Patreon. You can find yeah. our Patreon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't have Patreon. We don't we have don't. Patreon. Not yet. Yet. Keep listening. But we, Maybe we do will. have an Instagram. Yeah, we have an which Instagram. Which you will have heard at the ad break, so you already know that. Unless you skip the ads. Yeah, well, who skips I, the ads? Which I do for every podcast <laughs> I listen to. Oh, gosh. You're not going to want to skip these ones, though. Yeah, they're always good. Yeah. And don't give us any money yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're always good and... But maybe, no by the time they're actually listening through these, we will have gotten a sponsor and been able to include real ads. So maybe they will have helped us. Yeah, don't bite off more than you can chew. I'm just saying, it's a possibility. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, uh, we've gotten to the point of the podcast where we have nothing else to no, say. No, I have more to say, but <laughs> yeah, I keep I know. getting interrupted. Well, Sorry. Let's, let's hear a little I just more really like that the ring can talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Bilbo has it, and then the ring decides that, I mean, Bilbo's not giving it up. He he likes using it to, like, escape from unwanted visitors at his home. The mm. real introvert in Middle Earth, really. Yeah. That's right. And uh, 
And so the ring's like, you know what? I gotta get out of this place. And so the ring abandons, although it looks like Bilbo gives it up at the end of his birthday party, to Frodo. Another which, example of gaslighting. Another yeah. <laughs> You gave me away. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, How could did. you? What do you mean? This was your How idea. How could you? No, this was your idea. So uh, yeah. Frodo gets it, and then um, Frodo happens to be adventure- adventurous enough uh, to want to go on an event, obviously, an adventure. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> like Bilbo. Um, and so that brings the ring all the way to Mordor, and Sam actually picks it up, but that's because the ring is already in Mordor, and Sam is the other only other person there. And the ring is like, you know what, this this person could bring it to Mount Doom. Or to Sauron. This could be the guy that does it. This, this could be the guy. The guy. And, I think um, this is the it, one. He's at the, the <laughs> Council of Elrond, and he's just like, can't say it, can't say it. I will take the ring. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Wait, where are you guys taking me? <laughs> Wait. To the Mount Doom? Wait. <laughs> to the cracks of Doom? Oh, crap. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then uh, and then Frodo eventually takes it back, and um, they destroy it. Well, technically, Gollum destroys it, That's true. but he bites it off of Frodo's finger. So I guess Frodo was a part of it because he bit off more than he could chew. Oh, yeah, gosh. and that was his downfall. Yeah, yeah. literally his downfall. <laughs> Gollum bit off more than he could chew. That yeah, that was terrible. Gollum's that was Gollum's downfall, which was. Uh, Preceded by his up dog. <laughs> what's up, dog? <laughs> Nothing. What's up with you? <laughs> All the classics tonight. All yeah. the classics. Um, <laughs> that was great. I'm love. I'm loving this podcast. Uh, so the story of the rings or the magic rings. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just. I'm looking into your eyes. I was blankly staring. That's probably why. Um, they were inspired by three different stories, but those three stories were actually technically one story really? of medieval uh, folklore. Which story? The first story is the oldest story. That is the Volsunga Saga. 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 <laughs> saga these n- <laughs> Oh, gosh. And so that was a, f- a folktale based in Iceland. Yeah. And that was a story of a... Uh, I forget what the dwarf's name was. I think it's Volsung, actually. Volsung, really? And um, he is a dwarf, and he uh, is in possession of this um, this uh, vast uh, hoard of wealth, uh, wealth, wealth of gold. Gold, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was wealthy because of the yeah. gold. Yeah. And um, in this in this hoard, he had a magic ring, and that actually was the um, foundation for his hoard of gold. And uh, so that's kind of where the rings of, for the dwarves came from. But that's also where uh, the one ring came from because it made the wearer invisible. And the dwarf, um, uh, this is actually inspiration for the Silmarillion as well. The dwarf could actually turn into a dragon, and be- he became uh-huh. the most uh-huh. fierce dragon. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he so- became the most fearsome dragon in the in in those days, and there was a hero who killed him, and that was the inspiration for uh, Turin and uh, Glaurung the dragon, Ooh. which is in the Silmarillion, the children of Hurin. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was the first one. That was from Iceland. And there was one from Germany called the Nibelungenfried. Nibelungenfried. Say that again. Nibelungenfried. I don't know how to pronounce Nibelungenfried. it. Nibelungenfried. Well, it's like German, so it's, I can't do their weird guttural. Wait, how do you spell it? Do you know? N i b e l u n g e n. Oh, I know. Nibelungenfried. Nibelungenfried. Yeah, I couldn't say it very well. Nibelungenfried. 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 Nibelungenfried.
It's good every time. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Oh, uh, so that was a uh, that was really the same tale. Like it's just just a different telling of Germanized. the story. Germanized. I don't know. Is that yeah, a term? you get that a lot in folk literature. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about it in a future um, podcast. And then the the last story is actually the same German tale, but it was modernized oh, by yeah. I think a guy. I don't remember his By first name. His last name is Wagner. Richard. I think Wagner? it might be. I don't know. <laughs> I think but it's he, someone else. He yeah, created... that's definitely someone <laughs> who is. Hold on. No. I've heard Wagner, but I'm pretty sure that's not the one you're. He's like a more modern guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Wagner created a. Um, it's called Wagner's Ring, but it's essentially just the same ring saga, but just modernized. It was like 1837 is when he wrote it. As like a uh, like a play of some sort, and that was also in Germany as well, and so that's where uh, Tolkien got his largely his inspiration for the One Ring and the rings in general. So he has <laughs> a lot of his mythology rooted in actual mythology. Yeah. So yeah, that's just a little. That's actually a fun fact. Little snippet. That was a fun snippet. Yeah, that was uh, the rings of Middle Earth. That was the rings of power. Um. The nine, the seven, the three, and the one. And how many is that in total? Jay's got the answer for us. Real quick. He's almost there. 21. <laughs> what? That's not his <laughs> barely affected your voice at all. Jay inhaled a whole balloon and it did nothing to his voice. 21. <laughs> it Let definitely is altered a bit. Suck a lot of 21. Where did you pop it from? Teeny bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right there. Helium's not good for the no, 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 no. Uh, Buckaroo. You see the little slit there? Oh, I see it. I, there's no... That's better at inhaling than you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it did not work. Every time I do it, I try to go high whenever Hello. I Hello. T- suck in helium. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. That was very disappointing. Thing. Well, well, it was well, hopefully twenty though. I'll pitch it, my voice It was twenty, super high. but hopefully the podcast wasn't disappointing. Disappointing, <laughs> as disappointing as my pronunciation of that word was. Lol. Um, <laughs> but thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time with some more hot, bit. steamy, hot bit, hot bit, hot bit. Some more oh. hot <laughs> bit. On. I was gonna say hot steamy Lord of the Rings content. Mm. On exploring. Exploring Middle-earth. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Exploring Middle-earth. Grant, Zach, and I had a great time making it. We hope you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, If you enjoy the podcast and want to support us, there's two ways you can do that. One way is to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us a lot because it builds up our reputation. Uh, you can also share this episode or the podcast with your friends. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at exploring middle underscore earth, where we will post updates and behind the scenes pictures. The links to that will be in the show notes. We'd also like to thank Jake from Mini Terrain Domain for doing that amazing rendition of the ring verse at the start of the episode. He has some great D&D streams on Twitch. You could check that out. Uh, the links to his stuff will be in the show notes as well. Each episode goes up every other Monday, so episode four will be up on August 30th. The next episode, we'll be covering dragons in Middle-earth, so be on the lookout for that. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.